You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. We did it. We time-traveled to yesterday. Wait, Progressive covers us 24-7, but we just created an eight-day week, and it's 24-7 coverage, not 24-8. We gotta go back. Are you joking right now? Shh, I'm calling them. Hi, I have a question about time travel. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Derek This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Pizza Friday Christmas almost edition of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante. Bo Bichette of the Blue Jays seems thirsty to sign DJ LeMayhew. We break that down. Also, what are a couple of moves the Yankees can make before LeMayhew even makes his decision? We'll take you through those. And we rank the most annoying storylines of the offseason so far, which has felt like 35 years. Folks, make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review. Leave us a mailbag question. We would love to read those. Pause your Christmas playlist for like five seconds, play us, and then get right back to it. That's the way I listen to my own podcast, and it works for me. Thomas, what's going on? How you doing? And uh, this just this just keeps happening. There just is nothing. There's nothing happening. Whole lot of nothing. Whole lot of snow. Uh, pretty pumped though because I'm trying a new pizza place tonight. So are you really? Uh, yeah, new pizza place in uh, where I am in Jersey. So uh, we're gonna see what it's all about. They got a vegan pie, which is going to help out my fiance. And then there's a grandma vodka pie. And I think I'm going to have to go with that one. Is it branded content? Did they sneak in here and drop you, drop you the bag? <laughs> I wish uh, we could. It's a good way for us to profit, but I'll, I'll see that today. If they want, if they want a pizza Friday ad in the Yanks, in the official Yanks go yard podcast, we could just start going out to all the local pizza shops. Yeah, let's broker some deals uh, on our own and, and not get them cleared and tell no one. Uh, good business. Um, okay, so first item on the agenda, though, I feel like we do have to talk about this. Um, not because I'm necessarily scared of the Blue Jays coming and thieving DJ LeMahieu in the middle of the night, but because they are the rival that makes the most sense for him, them, and the Dodgers. Uh, we've talked about this before. Uh, if the Blue Jays get in on the LeMahieu chase, it probably means no Francisco Lindor for them. Same problem we have, you know, th- but they are kind of the most aggressive team. And once it cropped up that the Yankees were going to allow him to entertain other offers 
or whatever that break in the action was this week. The Blue Jays were sort of the first team to emerge and, and you know, be near the sidelines, if not in the conversation. Uh, so Bo Bichette was asked this week about the team's interest in DJ LeMayhew, uh, future all-star Bo Bichette, son of former all-star Dante Bichette, uh, who was DJ LeMayhew's hitting coach as a Rocky, and Bo grew up during that era. And, yeah, it's easy to forget how young Bo is, but he's like 22 or something. Um, Bo said he supported the Jays' interest in DJ LeMahieu. This comes from Ben Nicholson-Smith. Uh, I think DJ LeMahieu is the best hitter in baseball, and I don't even really think it's close from what I've seen. So he's probably the number one player I'd want to play with in the league. Now, Ooh. Bo Bichette there sounds like uh, Yankees Twitter. It's like every we all know DJ LeMahieu's great, and I think the baseball world knows that too. But there are better there are better players than DJ LeMahieu in the game of baseball, even if you're a huge fan. He's a perfect fit for the Yankees roster and his contact bat and ability to hit the ball where he wants it is almost unparalleled and we love him and we can't let him go. But the best hitter in baseball and the player you'd most like to play with, that is a hard sell there from Bo Bichette, uh, who sounds like a lurker in the John Boy Twitter mentions. What do you make of that? And like, is, you know, does Bo Bichette have the pole to sort of you know, do the Blue Jays think DJ LeMahieu is the best player in baseball? Because that could change the valuation a little bit. Do players usually do this? I mean, I, I don't guess know. I, I feel like they probably don't because usually when someone's asked, oh, the team's interested in so-and-so or what's this about? And they're like, uh, you know, it's up to the front office. Not really my choice. Uh, whatever they do is probably good for the team. So we'll have to trust it. It's usually those responses. Uh Perhaps Bo was being wanted to be a little bit more personable and open-ended and candid with his response because of his, I guess, relation with LeMahieu, given his dad and time with the Rockies and whatnot. But this has this has Mark Shapiro written all over it to me. This this guy, I hate this guy. I hated him since Moneyball when he was trying when Billy Beam was trying to make deals with him. Always just a smug dude. Never and when he was with the Indians, I just hated listening to his interviews. Now he's with the Blue Jays. He's now linked to Lindor, also linked to every other free agent, um, trying to be a thorn in the Yankees' side. Wouldn't be surprised if the higher-ups knew that Bo Bichette was going to speak with Ben Nicholson-Smith. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. And figured that the DJ LeMayhew topic would come up, and they were like, hey, you know, make this nice. Brush it up. Polish it. Make it nice and sexy. Make DJ sound great. Hopefully that'll change his mind. That's that's kind of the vibe I get from it solely because you never hear this kind of adoration from players. Not never, but very rarely do you hear that kind of adoration from you know younger players to older players when you're talking about free agency rumors. And don't forget, this would be displacing his buddy, Kayvon Biggio, at second base. So weird, all weird. I mean... I think this is it's officially time to get the Bo Bichette to the Yankees rumors started. <laughs> feels like feels like it's time to poach that dude in a trade. Uh, yeah, I mean, I am kidding, but the Blue Jays infield picture 
is weird. I mean, they're going to, I guess, move Biggio full-time to the outfield, theoretically, if they were to sign someone like LeMahieu or acquire someone like Lindor. But then where does Lourdes Goriel Jr. go? Is he part of the Lindor trade? I guess. They also drafted Vanderbilt shortstop Austin Martin in the first round last year, like a top one or two talent. They took him fifth overall. So he's not far away. I mean, that's a college bat. Austin Martin's going to be like a big leaguer by 2022, you'd assume. So there's all sorts of names here, all of which sort of seem fundamental to the Blue Jays and all of which would sort of block a DJ LeMahieu transaction. And we, I didn't even mention Vlad Guerrero Jr., who might be a third baseman, might be a first baseman, and is going to lose that, you know, the versatility of LeMahieu is going to, you know, kind of cut into the possibilities for Vlad. Yeah. Uh, so weird all around, but definitely strange that Bichette would go so far on the record in an era where even with the let the kids play stuff, you usually do hear people give muted interviews like that. Like, you know, he's, he's a great player. I'd be lo- love to play with him, but love the guys we got in this clubhouse too. So whoever it shakes out, it shakes out. I mean, just to hear somebody say, you know, DJ LeMay, he was not the best player in baseball. That's Mike Trout or Mookie Betts. Like there are better baseball players. Just to hear somebody say a free agent is the absolute best in the game makes you worried that maybe the Blue Jays are willing to go a little more overboard for him because they maybe have a heightened opinion of his skills. Uh, Now, staying on the DJ LeMahieu train, a lot has been said about how the Yankees can't really do anything until LeMahieu makes his ultimate decision. I understand that. He is their top priority, as he should be. Uh, But that does not mean that their assets need to be frozen in the interim uh, in fact, you know, let's say the Yankees don't want to go over their luxury tax threshold, even the initial one. Uh, that's fine. Uh, there's about a $30 million gap of wiggle room there. And LeMahieu is not going to command an annual salary of $30 million. He probably won't command an annual salary above $25 million, which leaves you at least $5 million annually to play with, which you can use right now. That That money is available to be uh, doled out. So I, I did come up with a list of people who the Yankees should be targeting in the interim before even, you know, learning the final decision from LeMahieu's camp. Uh, these people are all uh, available, would fill needs, and, and wouldn't interfere with the LeMahieu chase whatsoever. I posited to help the bullpen, infield depth, and rotation because they do need veteran starters, whether they are veteran starters who pan out or not in the long run. Uh, these three were my choices. I said Trevor Rosenthal in the bullpen is only going to command a one or two year deal at around five or six million dollars annually. That would not affect the DJ LeMahieu chase at all. Then, in terms of one year deals, people who are not going to attain multi year contracts, uh, which has become pretty clear as the offseason has droned on, Indians infielder Cesar Hernandez would be a great fit as a fourth infielder who is definitely going to get a lot of burn after last year. We watched Tyro Estrada, Tyler Wade, and Jordy Mercer play basically every day. And that was only a 60-game season. And as for the starter, uh, MLB trade rumors projections for John Lester's salary, just one year and $5 million. Uh, And for Cole Hamels, one year and $4 million. So these are people that could easily slide onto the Yankees' payroll, would not affect the LeMahieu purchase whatsoever, and may be gone by the time DJ makes his decision. Uh, What say you? Do any of those names interest you? And uh, it's, you know, the Yankees are, are lying to us when they say that they can't do anything and their hands are tied until LeMahieu makes his choice. Of course, the Yankees can do business and plan for worst-case scenario. Worst-case scenario being DJ making $22 million a year. I think that's a, if they're doing you know, the, the five-year with an option, um, with the team option uh, going into the rest of the guaranteed money, looking at four years, $88 million when all is said and done with the vesting option for the fifth year. So why can't they plan 
for that because that's probably that's that's going to be closer to the reality than them getting a bargain. So I don't understand, like you said, being reactionary. Don't really like it. I like being proactive. I know that they have to be a bit reactionary with DJ, but that should not limit them elsewhere. Love all those names you said. Trevor Rosenthal shouldn't cost a single thing. Cesar Hernandez, solid dude. And then I've been advocating for a veteran starter of that caliber for how long? I love John Lester. I love the possibility of him having a mini, you know, back-end career revival in a rotation with Garrett Cole with a lineup like the Yankees lineup behind him. I think it could do wonders. Um, I, to be honest with you, I thought they missed the big one in – not the big one because we have a lot of outfielders, but Adam Eaton for one year and 7 million, dude, like, yeah, come on. Lefty bat, perfect fourth outfielder. We have outfield questions. Aaron Hicks is elbow. Aaron Judge is good for in a couple of injured list stints a year. Um, we don't know. I know Aaron Boone left the door open for Stanton to potentially play some outfield next year, but we really don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, in terms of relievers, I kind of would like to shoot for the stars a little bit because this, this is, to me, is an opportunistic free agent market, given all that's going on. I would give the multi-year deal to Brad Hand and maybe backload it so the burden is off for 2021 and 2022. Give him a three-year deal with you know a lot of that money coming in 2023 because uh, when you look at it, all these guys are coming off the books after 2022. So you could be able to theoretically afford a little bit more of a chunky salary for a guy like Han later down the road. Um, Liam Hendricks is probably out of our price range, but that would be fun. Um, I think Han, the lefty is key. I think another one that we're kind of overlooking who can who can uh, be a little bit of a hybrid is Alex Wood. He's really not bad. Lefty, he's a lefty. He has shown effectiveness with the Dodgers. He could be a spot starter if you need him to. He could be a middle middle reliever. Um, he's a, he's he could be a lefty specialist. I think there's a lot of things that the Yankees can do with him, given that they have had less and less flexibility with the pitching staff as the years have gone on, and they've obviously lost confidence in Adam Ottavino. Uh, Jonathan Loisega really just is proving to not be the guy that they thought that he might be. Jonathan Holder's now gone, so. A lot of stuff that they still need to address. I don't know why they're kind of, you know, waiting back on their heels for stuff to happen. I understand that they kind of want the market to materialize. But again, dude, you're the New York Yankees and you're going to have to spend a couple of bucks. But if there are these opportunistic deals right now, I see no reason why you don't just swoop in and make it happen because before it's too late, other teams are making moves. We've seen the Giants make a couple of moves. The Blue Jays have made a couple of moves already. So all these other teams are doing stuff. The, the Braves have made a bunch of moves. They're already getting there. The, the friggin' Royals, dude. The Royals are field, The Royals are going to be annoying after all the stuff that they've done this offseason. So I know the Yankees roster is good, but to say it's not flawed is just delusional, and they need to patch up these – little areas and make it happen. And it's just, it seems like it's so easy and it's right there. Don't know what the weight is. I really don't. Yeah. That's why I was going to say the Royals, Mike Miner. Like that's another one of my guys who I would have liked to have had at the back end and, and now don't have the Royals definitely think they're contending in the AL central. And I'll tell you what, they might be contending in the AL central because teams are taking steps back. The twins lost half their roster. Uh, the white Sox are great, uh, but there's a Tony Larissa related implosion waiting to happen there. They really could be a wild card team or at least licking the boots of the White Sox as they chase the uh, Central. I just want to drop Trevor Rosenthal's numbers down the stretch. This is 
a guy who the Yankees had in 2019 who, who couldn't find the plate and who was just among the, you know, Daniel Bard level, lost his stuff, lost his mojo. Uh, Trevor Rosenthal in a playoff race in San Diego last year, 0.90 ERA, 10 innings, 9 outings, 3 hits, 17 strikeouts. Uh, so high-pressure scenario for a guy who had very recently fallen apart, and he just looked as good as possible. Uh, now he's already out there trolling everybody, saying, do you have to shave for a virtual meeting with the Yankees, hmm. etc." He tweeted that this week. Uh, so I would say come on down, uh, whether you shave or not. Uh, take that virtual meeting, which is clearly top of mind. You're, if, you know, whether or not the Yankees have offered it, you're clearly thinking about it. Uh, so orchestrate that meeting. Let me know what you guys talk about, and then hopefully you settle in below the DJ line and you can sign before the Yankees settle that situation. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's time to rank the most annoying storylines of the offseason. Stick around. Welcome back to the Yanks Go Yard podcast. So, of course, this offseason has not gone the way that we hoped it would thus far. Um, we would have liked to see DJ LeMahieu back sooner. We would have liked to see more activity. We would have liked to see grand improvements to the infrastructure in the Bronx. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were looking at your phone while driving, let me say it again. Seriously, put down your phone. That is so unsafe. If you didn't do stuff like use your phone while driving, you could save money with Progressive Snapshot. But saving or not, just put it down. <clears throat> and if you did hear it the first time because you weren't looking at your phone, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. And we have not seen that. But what we have had to deal with so far is a number of annoying storylines that simply will not go away. Um, and we hope these would have dissipated by mid-November. Uh, much like the election results, though, somehow they have lasted forever and ever and ever. And we are still having these same conversations we were in early November. So it's time to rank uh, the most annoying storylines of this endless, stagnant MLB offseason. These are my rankings. Um, if you disagree, let us know in the comments, in the five-star reviews. Tweet at us. These four storylines are bothering me and have been for, for months now. Uh, so my personal ranking, um, number four on the list, I'm going to say Yankee fans who do nothing in the comments but demand that DJ sign immediately for a blank check. Um, and the reason this is annoying, and it's not, it's not number one, you know, it isn't number one, uh, but it is four, it is annoying. Uh, it's not how negotiations work. Just because DJ LeMayhew has not signed yet does not mean DJ LeMayhew will not sign. And claiming that loyalty to a team should involve a player just, you know, closing his eyes and signing whatever they put in front of him when the offseason starts isn't how this should work. And it isn't how, you know, it's never worked that way. And it shouldn't work if you care about the player. Like, odds are still that the Yankees and DJ LeMahieu will find common ground. Um, but telling the Yankees to give DJ a blank check is sort of an embarrassing way to handle this. And telling DJ to sign whatever he's offered is equally embarrassing. Yeah, I, I would – would I rank that four? I would actually switch it around. I know I'm going to not play the game, I guess. The most annoying people are the ones arguing with the, with other with – the people in the mentions arguing about whether four or five years is is uh, suitable for DJ yeah. because those yes. people don't know who – don't know the first thing about being a GM. Obviously, I know we also don't know the first thing about being a GM and we're out here pitching trades and free agent signings, but, like, we're also not going to think that – an extra year for a guy who's been the team MVP for two years is uh, out of the question, regardless of his age or not. Um, I'd probably put that. Uh, I'd probably, 
I'd switch that with uh, one of the other ones. I think four for me is the DJ and Yankees being far apart. I think that headline's a little bit misleading because they're far apart solely because they've only negotiated with themselves and nobody else. If they were far apart with DJ having other offers on the table, I'd say that that was significant and something annoying. But um, I think that 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 would be it for me. That was going to be my number three. Um, You know, for the last two weeks, the discourse has been dominated uh, at least the last week by hearing the phrase DJ LeMahieu and the Yankees are far apart in contract talks. DJ LeMahieu and the Yankees have a gulf between them in contract talks over 25 million. What a jarring term. Yeah, I mean, it is jarring to hear that DJ LeMahieu and the Yankees are 25 million or more apart. But in reality, that is four years or five years. That is the conversation. If you add a fifth-year option, the dollar value that they are apart shrinks. Uh, It's that simple. It's also, you know, the Yankees are going to be competitive for G.J. LeMahieu. I think you'd have to be really pessimistic to think that they're just not involved in the situation whatsoever. So being far apart, somebody is saying they're far apart. It's one side of the negotiations. It's trying to kickstart things. Um, are they, you know, is DJ going to sign tomorrow with the Yankees? Probably not. Would we enjoy that? Absolutely. Do they have things to hammer out? Sure. Uh, but saying they're far apart does not tell the whole story, especially because the amount of dollars they are apart feels like one year's worth of average annual value. Um, so we'll see where they get by the time the negotiations have ended. But yeah, it is annoying to just repeatedly hear it be hammered into your head that they are far apart when we haven't heard an offer from anybody else. And they're really not that far apart after all. Um, So my number two storyline that is the most annoying thing this offseason, Trevor Bauer's ongoing quest uh, to fly across the country, uh, drop cities, drop fan bases, uh, tweet at 1.35 a.m. Angels fans, what's up? Uh, Tweet his plane ticket to Houston. Tweet uh, him in a Yankee hat, him holding a bunch of hats like a big hat rack. You know, he's got a lid sponsorship where the the entire conceit is basically, wow, my man sure owns a lot of hats. I wonder where his next hat will be. Um, And we all sort of know that Bauer is going to the highest bidder. So he should honestly just be wearing money hats or, you know, (laughs) tweeting photos of his bank account uh, uh, and like, you know, deposit slips or whatever, because there is no, you know, Trevor Bauer would like you to think there are 25 teams right now calling him being like, Trevor, Kansas City barbecue, you can't lose. Trevor, Mexican food in Los Angeles is the greatest. Like, every recruiter of Trevor Bauer is like a mayor before the Super Bowl trying to make a dumbass bet with the mayor from another city. Like, Trevor, you want money, it's fine. You're the best free agent pitcher on the market, it's great. But you don't need to tweet Mets fans' eyeball emojis at 3.42 a.m. just so that you can get retweeted by the thirstiest members of every fan base. This is hands down the worst, the most annoying for me. Uh, <laughs> I really, really don't want Trevor Power coming after me. If that were, you know, I can't, I'm not big. I'm not even that big yet. So hopefully he doesn't even ever hear anything that I have to say, but I mean, him doing, him doing anything like what his agent and him constantly in the news, like I don't even, and it's not even news. It's just like, they say some shit. And then like the New York post writes about it. Um, like She's constantly talking. His agent, Rachel Luba, is constantly talking about Trevor Bauer's brand. What is Trevor Bauer's brand? What does he, what, what is it that I don't even know what it is? I just, I know it as him just like blabbering and doing the Conor McGregor shit on the mound 
or shit talking opponents. Like, I don't understand what brand he's bringing to the table if he's going to any other team. And like you said, he's going to the highest bidder. He's not the one year deal scenario with him is now out the window. Not happening. Not happening because we're now in a very precarious situation in terms of free agency for these guys to lock down these long-term futures. And if we're being honest with ourselves, Trevor Bauer needs to cash out right now. Why? Because he's had one point three five seasons where he's had an ERA under four, which this past season, he won the Cy Young 11 starts, 1.73 ERA. That's great. Trev other, other time, 2018, he had 28 uh, games pitched, 27 starts, 2.21 ERA every other year. 4.48 4.48 ERA in 2019, 4.19 ERA in 2017, 4.26 in 2016, 4.55 in 2015, 4.18 in 2014. He is good. He is not otherworldly. This is not a guy, in my opinion, you pay ace money for. He's also about to be 30 years old. I know, hey, what if he's hit his stride? What if this you know, changes everything for the back nine of his career? It's possible, but this is going to be his 10th year in the league, and he has – not shown me a whole lot. I don't, I guess maybe he's shown other people a whole lot. I don't know, but this is why millennials get the worst rap of any generation of all time up until this point is because he's out there doing this nonsense, like, you know, trying to be the new school free agent or like the hip dude who's going to bring a brand to your franchise and you better pay for it because he's going to put more butts in the seats. And it's like, no, because I don't know what his brand is. Maybe he has like a following of like 10 to 12 year olds who think he's funny and cool or whatever, like a bunch of YouTube uh, fanatics. I don't know. I don't know what his brand is. I don't like his agent coming out and just like appearing on WFAN and being like, oh, well, you know, Trevor's brand is actually like really good. And all these big markets should know that like he's going to elevate their brand too. It's like, why should they know that? Why? I, what, when it, what, what, did he elevate the Reds brand? What did I miss? He, he, he destroyed everything in Cleveland. He destroyed their World Series hopes by playing with a drone during World Series week, and then he threw a ball over the center field fence at Kauffman Stadium to get traded to Cincinnati. I don't know what this brand is. I don't know why it's continuing. This is number one for me. Trevor Bauer, please do not mention me at all if you ever hear this. Wow. Um, I mean, it's his brand like two years ago was harassing female fans on Twitter, like endlessly clapping back to people who were mad at him on Twitter. Uh, So congratulations on like the PR sweep that somehow got that out of the news cycle. But they wasted whoever. I mean, I know who represents him, but whoever's responsible for the Trevor Bauer free agency tour wasted a ton of money on plane tickets right after the season ended because that did, I mean, I, you're trying to spark interest by just saying I flew to Boston, I flew to Houston. Uh, I, it didn't work. We, the world forgot about it. It did not ultimately impact the amount of money that Trevor Bauer is going to get. And yeah, he, he got a lot of mileage out of saying, I'm a different pitcher. I like look at baseball like a little differently. Seven-year contracts, no thanks. One-year contracts for me. And then like, guess what? The weight of the world happened. Everything changed. And that's completely not viable. So I know him as the one-year contract guy. And now he's going to have to walk that back. So congrats on seeing things a little differently. And, you know, where everybody else walks, I run. Okay, congratulations, Trevor. You're going to take, uh, take a big contract when you get one. Uh, and this leads to my number one most annoying. Uh, can we get that hate update sting? You're now listening to Thomas and Adam blasting the Boston Red Sox. This is the hate 
update <laughs> for the Mets. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, the ongoing Mets offseason, uh, Steve Cohen and the progression of, of how the Mets offseason is going to go. Um, Mets fans, I love you. Uh, I really do. Uh, signing free agents is difficult. Buying people is hard. Um, I would say that what Steve Cohen is doing is objectively, you know, pretty good. Having a pretty decent offseason. No one has signed anyone so far. Uh, the largest free agent contract anyone has doled out is the Mets to James McCann for four years uh, for a one-season wonder catcher uh, who's a solid receiver, and that's fine. And the Mets are probably going to sign George Springer, and that's great. Uh, that's a good free agent fit. Um, pretty good high-dollar dip in the pool. But very quickly, Mets fans have had to adjust to the reality that even when your owner is richer than God and has bought and sold God himself or herself over the past couple of years, there are limitations in free agency. And just because you are a billionaire does not mean that your immediate goal is spending $1 billion and losing that money. Cohen is personable. He's great. He said all the right things. He is a better owner than the Wilpons, and he's going to put you in a better place. But the fact that the offseason of your dreams already went from Springer, Bauer, LeMayhew, and Real Muto to Springer and McCann, and that's probably the end of the upgrades, should tell you all you need to know about Major League Baseball free agency. It's not that easy. And in his first chance to make a genuine splash and go for the number one option at all positions of need and go Springer, who's by far the best outfielder on the market, and Real Muto, who is by far the best catcher on the market, he said, let's do James McCann instead. He's one of the best guys, and he can allow us to save more money for George Springer later in the offseason. The point of Steve Cohen was that he didn't need to save more money for anyone later in the offseason because he had money for every single target. Uh, and Mets fans are already learning the harsh reality that that's simply not how baseball business operates. And it's okay. And congratulations on James McCann. But I do want to say that the offseason storyline of Steve Cohen is going to buy every person, every available human being as a price tag, which Steve Cohen will meet, is simply not true. Uh, I don't want to be a big mean jerk either, but couldn't have been more underwhelming. You're sitting here. All I'm hearing from Mets fans that I know is, oh, checkbook's opening. We're making big moves. We're not even going to wait for it. Not hesitating one second. Well, um, the first, well, Trevor May, good signing, but not really breaking the bank. He didn't bring in a Liam Hendricks. He didn't, you know, uh, take advantage of Brad Hand's market. He brought All it Trevor cost May. to get Trevor May was yeah. a sandwich. Trevor May yeah. said, I, I ate a delicious chicken sandwich, <laughs> and I decided to sign with the Mets. Like, you didn't need Steve Cohen for that. You just needed the sandwich no, guy. You just needed a bodega in Queens to, to get that done for you. Um, good signing. I think that's a shrewd signing. Do I think James McCann's a great signing? No. One and a half year wonder, not really great defensive metrics. Oh, look at that. Advanced stats coming in handy for once. People are not really high on that uh, in terms of his ability to, you know, defend for the long haul across a 162 game season. And all we've heard throughout this whole time was Real Muto, perfect fit with the Mets, steal him from the Phillies. This is the way to go. You're going to hurt a division rival. You're going to set yourself up for success for the next four years, and that's that. Passed on the best option in terms of gaining an advantage. A catcher is a position where you gain a very uh, substantial advantage over your opponents. If you have a tremendous defensive and offensive catcher, that changes the game because most catchers, if we're being honest with ourselves, are only defensive uh 
upgrades for worst for position teams. in baseball. Austin yeah, Romine's going to be someone's starter this year. Yeah, worst defense, in baseball. defensive assets for the most part. That's who they are. Gary Sanchez. That's why he's kind of a unicorn in that sense when he's hitting the ball because you don't really see that many catchers that hit 30 home runs and can actually hit for average, which he used to do once upon a time, three, four years ago. That was the move in my opinion, to really differentiate the Mets and and bring them on a different playing field. And, and like you said, all we're hearing is about how, Oh, free agents, we're going to be contending. It's not easy to sign free agents and immediately contend. Every team has gone through that and, and understood that throughout, throughout history. You don't like we were talking about the other day in what, what, when has it ever worked out aside from like the Miami heat where you just sign a bunch of guys in the next season? It's like, Oh, yep. Championship contenders. There it is. We're in the world series. It, especially baseball. It doesn't happen. There's too many variables in baseball for that to be the case. And baseball doesn't have the kind of sport where look at the angels. They have the best player in baseball and they go nowhere every single year. There are, there are way too many aspects of a roster that a general manager has to address um, I find it very underwhelming that not only did they sign McCann, but that was their first move. Um, and you also have you you also have to keep in mind here, Cohen is not a lone wolf owner. Cohen, the, the owners did not sign off on Steve Cohen to join Major League Baseball if he was just going to start dropping two hundred million dollar checks on everybody. You, hopefully, if you're an informed fan, you understand that the owners don't exactly conspire. I wouldn't go that far to say to manipulate the market but they certainly do have discussions about certain things in terms of setting the market. So you're not going to have a year like this where the free agent market as a whole is largely underwhelming. You have a couple of stars out there, but if you do sign a Springer or a Real Muto right off the bat and give Springer upwards of $200 million or give Real Muto $120 million over five years, that's changing the market for every other available free agent for that specific year. And then that's going to screw over every other team financially. Well, not screw them over because let's be honest, they can afford it. It's going to put them out of a comfort zone in terms of what they want to spend during this kind of uh, financial lull with the pandemic going on. So if you think that major league baseball and the rest of the 29 other owners and Rob Manfred, who is, you know, the, the biggest jamoke in the history of the sport signed off on Steve Cohen becoming owner of the Mets and thinking that he was just going to start giving out blank checks, you're, you're sadly mistaken, especially because this is the most arguably difficult financial time in Major League Baseball history from, I don't know, was the Great Depression worse than this? I don't know what finances looked back then. They were giving, <laughs> we out, like $500, they were giving out $500 contracts, so I guess that didn't matter. But now we're talking about uncertainty, instability, possibility of not having another uh, – you know, aspect of revenue with fans and merchandise sales and concessions and whatnot. So I think that was a big mistake that a lot of people overlooked before Cohen was actually brought on as the Mets owner. Yeah. I just want to say that people made fun of me for 20 years as a Yankee fan saying that I tried to buy championships and I can't do it. And then as soon as Steve Cohen joined the Mets, it was like time to buy a championship. Uh, best of luck. <laughs> you've already, you know, you've already taken a step back at step one by not getting the best catcher available. Best of luck in the future, but it ain't that easy. Uh, the 2011 Philadelphia Eagles dream team, the Angels bought Josh Hamilton and Albert Pujols to pair with Mike Trout. These are things that did not work. Um, and quite often, the, the purchaser is a failure. Uh, that's it for this edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast on a pizza Friday. Hopefully when we come back on Monday, some of these annoying storylines will have resolved themselves. 
Until then, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do get your podcasts. And make sure to drop us some feedback, especially if you are from Trevor Bauer's team. Uh, torch us. Absolutely blow us to smithereens. Until next time, I am Adam Weinrib, and you can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib. And I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. As always, please head on over to yanksgoyard.com. All the content for you there, especially leading up to the holidays. We're going to have plenty of stuff ready. Also, the official Yanks Go Yard podcast at Yanks Go Yard FS. I think, you know what? Trying a new pizza place tonight on Pizza Friday. I think that'll warrant some pictures. So uh, give it a visit and respond with your pizzas. Yeah, and you can also find me on Twitter at Bauer Outage. I run that account too. Uh, no, I, I don't. Best of luck to Trevor and his team on defining his brand. Until next time, we will see you. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.